and I am persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore I put thee to remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. <clears throat> For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner. But be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given unto us in Christ Jesus before the world began. But it is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, in whom abolished death, and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Whereunto I am an appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. So Paul here in this passage of scripture we, we've just read, is reminding Timothy, he says, I'm calling you to remember these things. He says, calling you to remember the faith of your, the unfeigned faith of your mother and grandmother. Why do you think it's necessary that he gave a reminder there? To Timothy. Sometimes out of necessity we, we, we need to be reminded of things because we're discouraged, because we have, we're experiencing these hardships in life. We need to be uplifted, exhorted, or encouraged. Brother Paul wrote here to Timothy to keep in the faith. So he had to be called to remember these things. He says, Be not ashamed, therefore, of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou a partaker of afflictions in the gospel according to the power of God. And he goes on to say, Who saved us? Who called us? Who delivered us? Not according to our own works, but what? According to his own purpose and grace. So, I'd like for us to think about being reminded of the Lord. Second Peter chapter three. Second Peter chapter three. We'll start there in verse one and two. He says, This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your uh, pure minds by way of remembrance that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. I'll stop there. This was a reminder to the brethren of the teachings of the prophets and of the apostles. Why do you think it was important? He saw the day of the Lord is going to come. But you need, to, you need to remember these things. These things were spoken before by the prophets and now by the, and, and the, now by the apostles. We need to be reminded sometimes of these things. We're servants of the Lord and we're not servants of this world. He wanted to remind them that judgment was coming and our master was going to return to pass that judgment. But he wanted them not to be scared of the impending coming of the Lord. But he wanted to stir their memory so that they made adequate preparation for the day of the Lord. Typically, we as human beings, we do forget things, don't we? Some of us forget more than others. 
Um, as I like to be reminded of quite frequently, I forget a lot of things. So Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. Or excuse me, verse 9. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 9. It says, But beloved, we are persuaded better of things of you and the things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. For God is not unrighteousness to forget your works and labor of love, which ye have showed towards his name, and that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the assurance of the hope until the end. That is, ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God had promised Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing, and I will bless thee and multiply thee, I will multiply thee. Multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained a promise. So, be reminded that we have to exercise diligence in our service. That was the purpose here of this particular passage of Scripture. He said these better things are accompany salvation. He says, For God is not unrighteous to forget your works, which you have shewed towards his name, and have ministered to the saints, and do minister. But the encouragement there was in verse 11. He says, And we desire that every one of you do shew the same diligence to the assurance of the hope unto the end. So we have to be reminded sometimes in our, in our laboring, don't we? We forget things. We get discouraged. We get distracted. But this is to bring our focus back in to what we're to be doing in the Lord. Same teaching is over in Romans 12, verses 1 through 3. Very familiar passage of Scripture. I probably don't even need to read it to you, but I will just for the interest of what we're discussing here. Says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according to God. As God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Be diligent and dedicated to his work. That's what's the instruction here so that we can be a pleasing sacrifice. We are, to which we are vessels to be sacrificed. Following after the example of the Lord, we lay down our lives and pick up serving him, don't we? We are created, what? What we talked about this morning. Work and to do his goodwill and pleasure. Jesus reminded Peter of the same in John 21.
I know y'all may get tired of me reading this passage of scripture, but I just can't turn loose of it, so bear with me. John 21, verses 15 through 17. So then when they had dined, Jesus saith unto Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he saith unto them, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him a third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. And Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. So, what was the encouragement there? He was calling Peter to remember what he was commissioned to do. What was it? Feed his sheep, the church. He didn't say, don't do this. He said, do it. Through the commands and through his teachings and every example that we have in the, in the gospel there, it doesn't change. Jesus' command was to do his work and to do it faithfully. To be diligent. And he reminded them continually what they were supposed to do. Why do you think that was so? Because they needed to be stirred to remembrance. So, Paul wrote such things to remind the churches through instruction of how they might carry out the proper teachings of Christ, didn't he? The church at Corinth, the church at Ephesus, the church at Galatia, all those churches, the church at Thessalonica, they all received instruction of the like, didn't they? How to function, how to act, what to do. But it was all fashioned after the example that Christ led. It was for direction, rebuke, reproof, encouragement, so as to aid the brothers and sisters to endure to obtain the outcome of their faith through remembrance. Remembering whom? Christ. Who is our example? Who give his life as a covering for us? Let's look at Luke 22. Luke 22 and verse 19. And then he took the bread and gave thanks and break it and gave unto them saying, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. Likewise, after the cup, of, uh, cup after supper saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood for which you shed for you. But behold, the hand of him that betrayeth me is at, uh, was with me at the table and truly the son of man goeth as it is determined, but one to the man whom, through whom he is betrayed. Now we know that this is the account there of the Last Supper there, or the Lord's Supper there that they that they partook of. We know it was on the Passover, as I've established in the many messages before this. But they partook. Why? Because this do you remembrance of me. He said, You need to remember this. This is important. Let's go over to 1 Corinthians chapter eleven. 
1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting at verse 23 there. He says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night of which he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament of my blood, this do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye drink the, uh, eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat of this bread and drink of this cup of the Lord, unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For that he eateth, he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are, chast we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned to this world. Wherefore, my brethren, when ye come together to eat, tarry one for another. And if any man hungry, let him eat at home, that he come together not unto condemnation. And the rest will I set in order when I come. This was an important practice that was given to the church to observe. And it was only to be observed by his followers. Those found in the body of Christ. that they put this continually to remembrance. Why? To put themselves in the subjection to Christ. Examining our lives according to Scripture, it's not us judging our hearts like we talked about earlier with Brother Joe. But it's the Scripture and the life of the Lord that we reconcile our lives to, right? We're judged according to Scripture. We're not given the power to judge. But it's the scripture that bears those things out for us. So why do you think we need to be reminded? It's because if we don't remind ourselves, then we bring ourselves into condemnation, right? Like those that are lifted up. Brother Wayne and I talked about that earlier. When you harden yourself and you get to that point and you put yourself up here where you don't need to learn anything else or you don't need to be taught of anything, then you open yourselves up to what? destruction and hurt or to hurt others and to cause them to come under condemnation. Why do you think we're members one of another in the body of Christ? It's because we call one another to remember it sometimes. That's exactly what Paul did for, for Timothy there. That's exactly what he did for the churches there that, are, that each of these epistles are written to. Let's look at 1 Peter chapter 1. I felt this tied in really well. Brother Joe and Brother Ed, that tied in really well. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. He says, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, and be sober and hope to the end, for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, 
so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. And if ye call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, passeth the time of your sojourning here in fear. For as much as you that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversations received by traditions from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundations of the world, but is manifest in the last times for you, whom by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. The desire of our remembrance should be as Brother Joe read this morning and just as we read here again. It requires us to make preparation for the return of the Lord. That's what the Lord's Supper was instituted to do. It was a practice of reminding ourselves of the sacrifice, of the bloodshed, and of the giving of himself that made it possible for us to partake. This is not given to just anyone that walks through the door, but it is given to those who desire to submit to Christ. It requires us to be diligent and make preparation because at the return of Christ, that grace is offered to those who submit. The Galatians there that we read about were reminded there of what hinders them, what typically hinders us. From the truth especially. But Christ offered the opportunity for us not to be under the law. But he also told us not to, not to take our freedom for granted according to scripture, didn't he? But use it as an opportunity. The opportunity that we might remain in him. Because Brother Paul there and his encouragement that we read where we first started was that Timothy not be discouraged, that he not give up, that he not be overwhelmed by the things which he struggle with, whether it be someone being ugly with him, whether it be somebody having a disagreement or argument, or whether life just be difficult. Each one of us in this room know the difficulties of life, some more than others. But as we work together, we bear one another's burdens, and we are required to bear our own in Christ so that we might see what is it that he said there? Oh, good though. I can't get it out because my tongue is just tongue-tied. Well, well done, thy good and faithful servant. So, what is it there that we we desire in our hearts to do? Well, I'd hope it would be pleasing to, to be pleasing to God and to submit to Christ. And to encourage one another and uplift one another. Because in not doing those things, you see what happens. Divisions, strife, envy, 
anger, malice, all of those things that come with the flesh will rear their ugly head. So let's not take that opportunity to go backwards. We have a calling and we have a duty and an obligation to serve God. Scripture also mentions that the Lord finds no pleasure in the man that draws back unto perdition, right? So, we have those that are need of spiritual healing. Some are needing physical healing as well. So it's up to us to minister to one another and to show that love that the Lord showed to us. Lest we take for granted the freedom that we're given. Thank you for your time and thank you for your attention this evening. Uh, I'd like to thank Brother Joe and Brother Ed for their uh, message this morning. You know when the Lord Lord, uh, works through us that it's not for our glory, it's for His, right? And thank you for this and thank you for the opportunity. And glad that Joe and Leslie could come and visit us and be with us. It's been a year since I've got to lay eyes on him. So Well, good evening everyone. Um I know here in Pueblo, uh or out here in Avondale, we're enjoying the rain uh, this evening. Uh, much needed, and thank the Lord for those blessings. Uh, pray for some more rain. I know we've been very, very dry, and um, very thankful to have have the moisture today. Um, uh, hope everybody's having a good week so far. Um, and you remember one another in prayer, and remember our sister churches and those that are traveling, uh, and and those that will. Um, that are have been in the hospital I, I know uh, I've been sick Lord we just uh, remember those people um, as well um, I want to draw your attention this week to uh, the 37th Psalm something I started out with our devotional today um, I think it's a very good text uh, we'll turn over there again to Th- Psalms 37 Just a few short verses there. He says, Trust in the Lord and do do good, so shall thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the, the desire of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, and trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. So, uh, a few things there. uh, You know, one of the things that's required of us in serving the Lord is obviously we have to trust in him. Uh, he says, so shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. Well, we understand that, uh, from the text that I read earlier, it was from a different translation. Of course, the new American standard, um, it said dwell in the land and, and cultivate faithfulness. Um, well, of course, trusting in the Lord, um, and, dwelling in the land uh, think about this is that uh, as long as we are in the Lord uh, serving him we've submitted ourselves to baptism and um, being diligent in our service or diligent to to and a desire to uh, 
be faithful to the Lord and, and remain in Christ. Um, it says, oh, cultivate faithfulness there, uh, or, or to be, thou shalt be fed. Well, uh, as we desire to lean on the Lord and he'll provide us with those things that which we need. Uh, of course, it, it does require a bit on our part, uh, giving up of our lives and, and the such. Um, believe that this passage of scripture is very encouraging. Uh, it says, delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee desires of thine heart. That doesn't mean that he gives us, you know, uh, all the things that the world, the world desires. Um, but I, I certainly believe that, uh, he'll give us the desire to, um, desires that we need in him. Um, and he'll of course provide for us, uh, in our lives. Uh, we talked a little bit about that in our in our church group uh, here at Banner today, uh, and it was very encouraging and and, and uplifting. So let's look over to Second Peter, and in Second Peter, we'll read a couple places there. Second Peter, uh, chapter one, verses three through eleven. Says, according as his divine power hath given to us unto all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto <clears throat> unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these we might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to your virtue knowledge to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness. And to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you, and abound, they make you that uh, that ye shall neither be barren, nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind, and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he is purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, ye shall neither fail. For so an entrance shall be ministered un unto you abundantly in the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, just as we read over in the 37th Psalm there, submitting ourselves to the Lord uh, in this work of the Lord, a diligent work of our faith to be fruitful and bountiful in the Lord. Our uh, as our faith increases, uh, as we place our trust in Him, uh, and daily putting on on the things which um, befit a servant of Christ, um, and submitting to the Lord uh, that. Word there, particularly in verse 10, he says, you're calling an election, sure. Um, one of the things I'd like to point out there is that that calling there, uh, it says, is an invitation uh, in, in, the, in the Strong's Concordance that I read, as well as um, that uh, word there, election, meaning selection. Uh, I think that, that uh, there's no mistake in the wording there uh, that was used. Um, the practice of, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> the things which we're supposed to do. He says, look, you know, looking for, searching for the Lord, uh, being diligent. Um, 
to maintain our, our invitation as being part of Christ and, and as well as our selection to overcome this life. Um, it does require, uh, um, like I said, a giving up of ourselves and a uh, certain diligent practice um, in our service to the Lord. I'm talking about you know, giving up of the things of the flesh, um, the desires and the practices that the world hold to that, that we don't subscribe to as the Lord's people. So this practice requires us to search, to search out something uh, diligent. That is what the Lord would have us to do and how he would have us to do it. And putting forth an effort, um, not not being lazy. Um, that word selection there means to be stable, which I mentioned just, uh, I mentioned about selection earlier and about invitation. They're that calling. And doing so uh, it, in Christ, we have that, Security, but let me stress this though. He stresses that we be diligent. That means working uh, towards the end of this life. Let's look at Second Peter chapter three, verses eleven through eighteen. It says, "Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness?" looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of, the, of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, looking for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye be found in him in peace, without spot and blamelessness. And blameless, excuse me. And account the, the long-suffering of the Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul also, according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you. As also in all his epistles, speaking of them these things, and which of some things are hard to be of, uh, be understood, of which they are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing that ye know these things before, beware lest ye also, being led away in the error of, wicked, of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness, but grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to him glory both now and forever. Amen. So again here, brother, uh, the brother here writing that uh, these things of things on this earth and, and the heavens above will be purified uh, at, at his at the coming of God. It says looking for, diligently searching, uh, putting uh, putting into practice these things which the, the Lord has uh, taught us in, uh, through his teaching and, and, and the teachings of the uh, and writings that we, we read here. Not to be lazy or... or um, you know, not be as thorough as we should in our service to the Lord. Um, gives the connotation here that we shouldn't be, uh, you know, half serving. You know, uh, oh, we'll let somebody else do that. Or uh, it's it's the things that are written here for us or for all of our nurture and admonition in the Word of God and in His service. It's so that we might obtain salvation through Christ we can't save ourselves but uh, only we can only be uh, delivered from this life through Christ 
He says, if not, he says, those that things that are hard to understand, he says, if you're not diligent in these things, he says, you're, you're unstable or you're, you're unlearned, um, willing to use them properly, it leads to the, the, the destruction there. So what's the admonition here? It says, for us to remain on the prescribed course that, that the Lord has set for us. Uh, that's why the scripture constantly encourages us to uh, be wary of the things which uh, cause us to struggle. Um, putting off the things of the flesh, uh, those attributes that he talks about, wrath, malice, envy, and the like, uh, wantonness. Um, these things are what are what the, the, the things of the world that, that most people subscribe to, but uh, we being uh, baptized and, and, and following after the Lord, we no longer are to subscribe to these things, but he says those that, that do, do do these things, he says that's going to be their own destruction. So let us consider these things which we read in the scripture and, and, and think on them and meditate on them and, and study them. Because, like they said over in Psalm 37, it says, dwell in, the, dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Be in Christ and, and, and remain in him and follow after his teachings and uh, be diligent to pray over these things and ask for his guidance um, are, are the things that will never lead us astray. We won't, we won't be led astray if we're looking to him for all of our guidance and understanding. But understanding this, that also, uh, you know, uh, we we are flesh and that we need to put this flesh down and not pick it back up and drag it around with us each day. Um, I know that's easier said than done, but in those moments of weakness, that's why he gives us our communication, the ability to communicate with him is, is through prayer. And, of course, one another strengthening, guiding, and sometimes rebuking one another, and sometimes uh, through word or song, uh, encouraging one another. Uh, I know the scripture speaks to those things. So I hope this has been an encouragement for you. I know it's uh, not not a lot, but uh, still a rich subject, and I uh, hope this is an encouragement for you, and um, looking forward to uh, our services on Sunday. And again, remember those that are away from us, and uh, traveling or uh, sick um, and those that um, of our brothers and sisters that are that are um, struggling with spiritual health or and uh, physical health and remember those and in, in prayer and hope everyone has a wonderful rest of your week or bless y'all